Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be with at Marcus underscore Mosher on this Thursday night. Hello. How'd you enjoy your Thursday night football? Uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, the second half was at least a little bit entertaining. Uh, this game was maybe a little bit closer than I thought, uh, but it wasn't a terrible game. Yeah, the uh, 49ers won tonight, 21-13. to 13. They were in control the whole game. Seattle got a late touchdown. Wouldn't call it garbage. Uh, 49ers did play kind of soft on it, but Seattle scored, I think, a little bit faster than the 49ers were expecting there. It was about five minutes left, and Seattle scored, I want to say, in what, about a buck 15 o'clock. Quick, quick. Yeah, and so next thing you know, there's 3.39 on the clock, and the 49ers are getting the ball, and you're like, wow, this is a game. So – um oh, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was uh, a fun gosh, I just yeah. <clears throat> What's wrong? I just Marcus has me signed in as my name and his has Dak greater than Gino. Well, I, I No, I think I, that's fair. No, I think this is a video podcast. I could be writing whatever I want there. Nobody would know. I, it's better than when you wrote Marcus the Brick. But I you know, I would say <laughs> I would say this. I did a lot of talk with my brother tonight, and we agreed that I think the Seahawks would have been in better shape if they had like 11 six-inch mini Dak Prescotts on defense. They probably mm. could have beaten the 49ers. I, th- I think they would have set better. the edge. Yeah, they could have stopped the run better. I think a lot of things would have been better. Um, unfortunately, that's just, you know, it's a greatness only resides on one team, you know, so – the Seattle, Seattle, they were just, they were so overmatched in terms of talent in this game. And we knew that going in, but they, they fought to the end, right? It wasn't, yeah. this wasn't a blowout from the beginning, right? This was a game where Seattle, or excuse me, San Francisco was winning and they kind of had the field tilted most of the time, but it's not like Seattle just caved in this game. I actually think Gino played pretty well, all things considered. He was under duress the whole game. I yeah. mean, it felt like his pocket just was collapsing all the time. And when it wasn't collapsed, there was one sack. I think it was early in the fourth or late in the third where he didn't actually get touched by a defender. It's just his entire pocket collapsed. And he couldn't go anywhere. So he kind of couldn't go down. anywhere. And, yes. Yeah. And it looked like, oh, gosh, what an unathletic play. I don't care what quarterback you are. If your tackles and guards – on both sides fall into you, you're done. Um, in fact, Gino actually used his escapability more than once tonight. Um, I think the takeaway, though, it's got that Nick Bosa is the uh, – there goes my uh, – I got a text message uh, – that uh, Nick Bosa is Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Is there um, any um, question? I mean, there is a little bit. I know Micah Parsons is still the favorite even after tonight. I no disagree way. with that. I think it should be Bosa. This is – I mean, you watch this game. He was absolutely dominant. He's also dealing with a hamstring injury. It's the 
maybe the best defensive player in the in the league on by far the best defense. If the voters give it to, to Nick Bosa, I, I'm going to have no problems with it at all. I'm going to go Bosa one, Max Crosby two, Parsons three. Uh, Crosby's got, I think, 11 and a half sacks. He's got like four forced fumbles. He leads the league in tackles for a loss. And he doesn't have the help that Micah Parsons has uh, on that defense. And I think most importantly with Micah, as good as Micah is, man, this is no disrespect to Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is, is slowed down the last three or four weeks. Max Crosby hasn't slowed down at all. And Nick Bosa, I think, has turned it up. Can I give you another player that I need to mention? Sure. Miles Garrett has been just as good as he's oh, yeah. always been this season. If you watch the browns Bengal game, I mean, he completely dominated in the first half. And he had some unbelievable pressures. Uh, and I believe he had a sack early in this game. I mean, he was just... Completely dominant. Yeah, seven pressures against the Bengals. The difference is he's just on a really, really bad defense, and it's not his fault. He's the only reason that defense has survived at times this year. I think he's probably widely viewed that Miles Garrett's the best pure defensive end in the NFL, but he's just not going to get the votes this year. It's it's right. really weird because Elliot, there's a there's a good chance that we all look back and say, "Hey, Miles Garrett was the best defensive end for like six straight years." and he never won a Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Just to name a couple other guys, I think Greenlaw's had an amazing year at off-the-ball linebacker for 49ers. Ward, their corners, had a great year. Um, Aaron Donald was having a great year, uh, yep. to be frank. Uh, you know, he's kind of like Miles Garrett, right, that it's just easy to kind of – and then Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's had a great year for what's been a sorry team uh, anybody else that you can think of offhand, maybe defensive yes. back or corner? Yes, there is one. You think's been great. Yeah, go ahead. Do you know who is the highest graded cornerback in the league right now? Does he play for the Jets? He does. Sauce yeah. Gardner has been, I think, the best corner in the NFL this year. He's been unbelievable. Uh, he's a lock to win the defensive play or the rookie defensive rookie of the year. But why shouldn't he get some consideration for defensive player of the year? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think Sertan's been pretty good for the Broncos. Um, trying to think of if there's anyone else that we're forgetting that's been really, really great this year. I mean, early in the year, I thought Hargrave for Philadelphia was fantastic. Um, I, I think this is the best I've ever seen Chris Jones play. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've seen Chris Jones make so many plays. I just don't know if I feel like I've watched the Chiefs close enough this year as I did in the past years. The Chiefs were always my father's favorite team. So I always have too good of a team for you to watch right now. Is basically what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Anyway, there's, there's been, uh, you know, we're not really mentioning a a lot of Eagles and they're probably the best team in the league. And uh, you know, they've, they've gotten some good play from Slay earlier in the year and Bradbury, uh, played some good football for them. Are you pulling a football card? What are you doing over there? Uh, yeah, I was going to look for a football card. Uh, well, I'll talk about Sweet. it again. Go ahead. Uh, anybody else? Where I'm just kind of going through my divisions right now. I wasn't expecting to have a defensive player of the year conversation. But no, this is kind of fun. I, I don't think Mike Minka Fitzpatrick's going to do it, but I think he's been the best safety in the league this season. Um. Okay. I'm just going through, going through. 
Uh, he's not a defensive player of the year guy because he's been banged up this year, but uh, poor Hendrickson for the Bengals has just been so solid yeah, he's been the so last good. two years. Both, man. Those, both those ends, him and Sam Hubbard, have both played really yeah. well. Neither of them are even inside the top 10 of guys to, to name, but just under the radar, good players. No question, no question. And I should say, if we're going to talk about Micah's game coming down a little bit, while his game has come down a little bit, if you haven't watched uh, the other defensive end edge player on the Cowboys, uh, you might check out D-Law because he's been uh, fantastic. Am I overrating him? No, since week nine, he's the number two uh, highest graded edge in the NFL, only behind Miles Garrett. Ah, of course, Miles Garrett. Well, uh, I think it's a good point. Like I said, with uh, Aaron Donald, you know, it's it's easy to overlook guys when they're continually great. But I'm sticking with my Max Crosby right behind uh, Nick Bosa. It's not his fault. The Raiders haven't done as well. He has kept them in games. So uh, that's that conversation. Just a little more on the game tonight. The 49ers dominated. They were up 21 to 6. Or was it 21 to 3 when... Gino threw an interception. It was a pick six, and Nick Bosa got called for a very ticky tack, roughing the passer. I think by the letter of the law, it probably was a roughing the passer, but it's not reviewable. And if it was by the letter of the law, it barely was. It's the old body weight call that you can't hit the quarterback and then basically fall on him. I, just I don't know the, how the letter Bosa of the law. Could. Right, and I think you know. I was talking to you on the phone when that happened. I think you were right. What made it look worse than it did is when Bosa hit Geno Smith, he hit his own lineman, and it made it look a lot more, uh, I guess, violent of a hit than it really was. Right. I don't think Bosa could have held up anymore. Um, that guy is great. I guess he's better than his brother now. But when Joey Bosa is healthy, man, and right. The problem is, is he's awesome. Joey Bosa is just never healthy anymore. I right? know. I know. Uh, but that's why it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this Chargers team because the expectation is that Bosa, Joey Bosa, excuse me, is going to come back over the next couple of weeks. And if the Chargers can sneak into the playoffs and get Rashawn Slater, their all-world left tackle back, and get Joey Bosa back, it's a scary team. It really is. You know, there's so many things I always tell you. I mean, the 49ers are probably my favorite team in the league to watch. I love the style of football they play. I love that they play suffocating defense, but they're creative defensively. I think D'Amico Ryans is the assistant assistant coach of the year in mm-hmm. my book. Um, they have a great head coach. They have a good GM. Um, they pretty much play a clean game. They play more of an old school style with new school tweaks. They're innovative while still playing running game and defense. Is there any question that they're the scariest team in the playoffs for anyone to play? Is well, there any team I, that's like, oh, yeah, I want to play them? That, that's what I was going to ask you. So on FanDuel right now, uh, the Eagles are still favored to win the NFC, but the 49ers are next. Um, if you had to bet on one of those teams to make it to the Super Bowl, would you pick the Eagles or would you pick the 49ers? I'd probably pick the Eagles because the 49ers have, have been a little bit unlucky. And I do worry about their players getting hurt. They have, you know, Nick Bosa gets banged up. George Kittle's always banged up. Debo's going to be coming into the playoffs banged up. They're already, if they lose Purdy, they're going to be playing Josh Johnson, who actually did well last year on a Thursday night game. I don't know if you watched the Jets mm-hmm. Colts last year. Mm-hmm. He came in and actually balled out. Uh, that was Josh Johnson, wasn't it? It I'm was. I'm misremembering that. So I? I think it, here, are the, yeah, here, here are the odds. 
The Eagles are plus 225 to win the NFC, and the 49ers mm-hmm. are plus 375. I don't know. The 49ers might be a better bet. That's what I want to ask you, right? And the, the Cowboys are plus 450. Bad bet. Sorry. Bad bet. The problem for Dallas, and this is something you and I have talked about privately a lot, is who's Dallas playing in the playoffs? And you're terrified that they're going to have to go to Tampa Bay and play. Um, I am. You are because I, am, I, don't, no doubt. I, don't, I don't blame you. Tampa Bay is capable. They have veteran leadership. The postseason is different. They also have Tom Brady, and it's a road game. And it could end up a knuckleball kind of game where mm-hmm. the Cowboys just don't win. And the Cowboys have a terrible penchant for sloppy play. And in the postseason, you just can't get away with the pre-snap penalties and things like that. Um, and I think Tom Brady getting the ball out of his hands quickly makes it difficult for Dallas to play to its strengths. They can neutralize a little bit of the Cowboys' pass rush. Right, and the Cowboys are depleted in the secondary. Uh, they've lost two mainline guys. They've been playing a fifth-round draft choice a ton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not ideal when you're talking about the postseason. Now, look, matchups are everything. I've, I've been saying for a while now that I really hope Philadelphia has to play Washington. And it's not just because Washington beat them in Philadelphia. It's because if Washington has Chase Young with their defensive line, the Eagles aren't going to get any free passes. Their offensive line is an automatic advantage us every game they play. Mm-hmm. But if they go up against a highly motivated Washington front who already has the confidence that they can beat Philadelphia because they've done it, that might make for a really interesting game. Plus, whenever division opponents play in the playoffs, it's there's always a chance it's going to be a good game because they know each other so well. Do you know who the biggest winner was from Thursday Night Football? Detroit? Well, that, I mean, yes, that is certainly one of them. Because they don't have the tiebreaker with Seattle. The Green Bay Packers are still alive in yeah. the NFC. Yeah. And you look at their schedule. They've got some tough games coming up, not this week against the Rams. But uh, I saw their odds today. Assuming they win out, um, it jumped from like 50% to 78% now that Seattle lost. There is a very good chance that Green Bay could make the playoffs. And there's a, I mean, there's just a really good chance that we get San Francisco-Green Bay in round one of the playoffs again. Wow. They have played so many times, so many times. San Francisco and Green Bay played four straight years in the 90s, 95 to 98. And the last time they played was the Steve Young to Terrell Owens in the middle of three Green Bay defensive backs. Do you remember that play? Of course. And then uh, they played in the early 2000s at Green Bay. They lost. That was the Jeff Garcia Garrison Hurst, Ty Streets, 49ers, mm-hmm. one of your all-time favorite mm-hmm. players, Ty Streets. <laughs> they played in, what, uh, 2012 and 13 when Colin Kaepernick had, like, was it 162 yards rushing at Candlestick? like that, yeah. yeah. And then they played one of the coldest games in playoff history the next year in the wild card when uh, John Harbaugh called Michael Crabtree the best pass catcher in football. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm trying to think what else the championship game, right? 2019. Yep. 20 last year, 2021. Yeah. yeah, 2020. They played, didn't they? Yeah. Was 2019 the game 
That's right. Was 2019 the game where Rob Lowe was in the stands with an NFL yes. generic that, hat on? That that was the Raheem Mostart game where he just went bonkers. Yeah, yeah because they were they were pushing Lone Star 911 like mm-hmm. over and over and over again, of course. Uh pure greatness there or not. Uh yeah. But uh yeah, the Packers definitely have a chance. Detroit plays at Green Bay the final Sunday of the season, do they not? Yes, and what's really interesting now is can San Fran catch Minnesota and be the two seed? Because if oh, I think so. I, and here's Minnesota's schedule the rest of the way. They play at or the home against Indianapolis this week. Uh, the following week, sorry, I'm looking at this this matchup thing, and it takes a little. They're home against the Giants. Uh, then they play at Green Bay, and then Week 18 they play at Chicago. Mm, 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 mm. I, I mean, I think the wild cards are going to be Dallas, Washington. I think Giants are going to get bumped, and it's dealer's choice, man. It really may come down to that Green Bay-Detroit game. And that would be wild because there's a chance that Detroit needs to win that to be the sixth or seventh seed, and the Vikings might need to make to get that to be the two seed, and that's probably going to be very important, right, because I don't think you want to play – Dallas if you're in round two if you're Minnesota right yeah you to yeah. play Tampa Bay or Detroit or whoever right but Dallas being the five seed would play the four and it's almost assured that the four right. is I, I'm be, saying in round two yeah yeah Tampa or Carolina or even Atlanta or even yeah. New Orleans the NFC South no, is not, not Dennis Allen Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh funny thing about Detroit before we get off them. So Amazon runs a commercial tonight on Thursday night football. And I by the way, everybody, Marcus called me tonight under the guise of asking me who the Cowboy if I knew who the Cowboys were going to play at right tackle this week. And then the real reason for calling me came out about a minute and a half later when he's like, God, I hate Thursday night football. <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I do. But so I enjoy Amazon, Saturday night football a lot. Thursday night football, I could I could deal with that. So Amazon ran a commercial today for like the something sack or pass rush of the week. Yep. And it's some pizza thing. I don't know. Was it like DiGiorno or something? Sure. Well, the pass rush or whatever it was of the week was Matt Judon, I think, against the Lions. The Patriots played the Lions like five, five weeks ago. <laughs> I think it was week five they played. Yep. And so it's a pass rush, and then it, it the Patriots had got like a pick six or something on it. I don't remember the play. Your guy Jared Goff. Yep. Yeah. And then they then the pizza company, whoever it was, says, and for our Detroit style pizza, we so they're advertising a Detroit style pizza. I mean, it's a little ridiculous to be advertising a Detroit style pizza on a game that the Lions lost 35. Was it 35, 38? I, I don't remember what the score was. Uh, and your your pass rush of the week was a month and a half ago. Yeah, that was an ugly, ugly game. It just a little weird. Just a little weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I got something I want to talk about. Weird. Are we are we good Chocolate. talking about the Lions? Yeah, we're good talking about the lines. Are we done with this game? Anything else? Sure, go ahead. We should mention we should mention Brock Purdy, man. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Another another fantastic show. <laughs> uh, come on, you like that George Kittle play though? Oh, the, how many well, likable players are there on this team? So, did you know that Kyle Shanahan on that double uh, fake screen 
he actually stole that from Bill Walsh, who ran that in 1986. I saw How somebody today because I saw somebody today on Twitter pull it up that the same exact play uh, that Bill Walsh ran in 1986 and had the tight end across the middle of the field for a touchdown. Well, to be honest, the double the double fake screen was a staple of uh, Tom Landry's playbook as mm-hmm. well. Fake to the left, fake to the right, throw it to the tight end in the middle of the field. They used to do it with Doug Cosby. If I can find one of those plays, uh, maybe I'll put it out on Twitter tomorrow because I know people are just raring for some 1983 Doug Cosby plays. So uh, there you go. Doug Cosby went to Santa Clara, not far from the 49ers. So I got to ask you a question because uh, okay. I'm assuming people buy you uh, Christmas gifts, right? Like you yep. always have to do this awkward thing where you have to tell people what you want and stuff. What did you ask for for Christmas? Oh, gosh. Do, do I really have to answer this? You do. Yeah. I asked my brother, so we're big history buffs, and Marcus uh, taught history, everybody. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all knew this. Marcus taught history before becoming a uh, football podcaster and analyst. But uh, <clears throat> there was an uprising in first century Roman Britain by uh, a woman named Boudica. Mm-hmm. And there's not much known about it. And I asked my brother for a book on it because I uh, I love Roman history and I don't know a lot about that. And so I asked for that. Well, that's a really <laughs> yeah. cool you know, that's a cool gift idea because I feel like I struggle all the time. And I end up asking for stuff that's like slippers, mm-hmm. uh, a new box to hold some of my watches, like stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't dawn on me until last night that I figured out what I really want for Christmas. But we're almost too late in the season now to ask people for it because everybody's already done their shopping and everything. Do you know what I really want for Christmas, Elliot? A football card set. Yeah, I just want football cards. I I, I sent you a picture. <laughs> did I really get it right? Night. Yeah, you really did. Because like, I, I have so much fun just opening up sets. And I know people wonder, why do you buy sets? And if you're just going to put the cards away in a drawer somewhere... It's fun just to get, to get the cards. I put them in their own little like individual cases and stuff. Uh, that's what I want for Christmas, everybody. I like it. just a, a set of Panini football cards. Do you want me to get you a set of football cards? No, nah, it's okay. But I, I just want to show you how cool that I would get you. No, that's that's the problem. Like the the football cards nowadays are so cool. Like here, I'll pull. I'll just pull one for you. I know okay. this is an audio podcast, but like. This is the Najee Harris card. And look how cool the cards look now. They're very fancy now. Very they, they fancy. are very fancy. And like here's a can I get a, can I you a Travis Etienne like you can see through and stuff. They're just all so cool to look at. Can I don't you care grab the Najee Harris real quick? Sure. Because I think I know what it says on the back. Najee enjoyed a fine rookie campaign in 2021 when he consistently ran up the backs of his offensive linemen. But he did catch 56 two-yard dumps for Ben Roethlisberger on his way to having a great season in PPR. Editor's note, PPR is a really silly way to play fantasy and rewards players for catching one pass for zero yards. Is that what it says on the back? No, but it's actually, this is worse. Uh, Harris did travel far for Thanksgiving in 2021, spending the holiday with head coach Mike Tomlin. It was good to be in a new city on the holidays and spend time with my team and the coach and talk about stuff other than football. He said it was a good bonding experience. That was all. No, I cards are cool. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. So if you, uh, if you haven't 
got me a gift yet. I like my boss, Frank Shirley. No, I'd like football cards. That'd be really cool. <laughs> you like your boss, Frank Shirley, right here? What are you going to tell him? <laughs> With a big ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you brought up some really great points about that movie, which, by the way, is on right now on AMC. Uh, he's looking at the tree outside at the beginning of the movie that he wants. You know, do we do we want to do do we want to do five minutes of unanswerable Christmas vacation questions? Sure. Uh, okay. I, I think the first question: How do they get the tree down and then onto their car and then into the house? That's a very good question. Uh, it's impossible, right? How With does how no do they, shocks after how do they the car cut the tree crashed down? in the? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's clear that they just pulled it out from the roots, right? <sighs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> My next question. How long was the family uh, supposed to stay in, in town for? Because it seems like they got there extra early. Yeah, they did. They got there and like, because remember they keep doing the little house with the doors. Yeah, have the dates on it, which yeah, by the like way, advent calendar kind of thing. I like that little thing. I'd yep. like to have that. But uh yeah, I think they were there from like the 14th on. That's a long time to have your family there. That is, that's a long time to have people in your house that long. Um, all right. Do we, do we want to do more I'm, of these? Well, no, I, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm actually watching. What happened to Julia Dreyfus's boyfriend's career? Mm. Well, what do you think he does the for neighbor? a living? What do you think hey, he does you think he for a living? Oh, he's a, definitely a junior stockbroker. He works under a guy named uh, Morgan Rothschild, and uh, and he drives an Audi. Actually, no, this is '89. The movie came out, so he probably drives a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a forest green Saab convertible with tan leather interior. Okay, uh, next question. How did I do? How, pretty good. How much listens to a lot of Phil Collins too, bro? How much was the stereo in Christmas Vacation that they broke when the uh, the ice? Went through the window. It was probably $350 stereo. It seemed pretty high tech at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know, how did the cat actually die? Because just because the cat was chewing on the cord, just because you he plug had nine it in, lives, that's... you just went through all of them. <laughs> Remember when they go out, they go, they're taking the chair out, and uh, Cousin Eddie says, you mind me asking how much this set you back, Clark? I think I'd like to fumigate this. This is a high-quality item. It's called, by the way, that's called a Bayo System 4500. I just Googled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does Chevy Chase say when, when he goes, do you smell that? Because he smells the gas. And, and Randy Quaid goes, uh, like, what do you say? Fried, fried, fried pussy cat. cat. <laughs> uh, All right, next question. Yeah. Would you be disappointed if you got jelly of the month uh, club? Like if somebody got you that and you just got like random jelly sent to your house every month, would you be disappointed? There's a time in my life I wouldn't because I used to insist on having peanut butter on toast with jelly. Now I used to do like strawberry preserves, but uh, you know, I think peanut butter with um, especially crunchy peanut butter with some good grape jelly is a tasty treat. I, I just every time he I, obviously he's expecting a big check, but I I wouldn't be all that disappointed if I got a jelly of the month question or uh, you know pr- package that would be kind of nice. It's very common now. Like you'll see, I had a friend send me 
uh, an Omaha steaks like package, like a month after Christmas. And that was, that was the gift they kept on giving. Uh, so you know how some actors, they really do make themselves cry in these scenes that what you're supposed to do as a veteran of acting, you need to think of something that's emotionally charged in your own life. And that's how you prepare for the scene or whatever, but there is no way in the attic that Chevy chase was actually, no, some PA walked over with like some natural tears and just put it on his cheeks. But I want to ask you an answerable question from this movie. When the guy comes over with Chevy Chase's uh, check, what does he call him? Uh, it's like Griswold. <laughs> I think it was Grisman. Yeah, Merry Christmas. His ad, uh, Clark W. Griswold. Griswold. <laughs> Do you remember what his uh, excuse was? Uh, that it he fell didn't... between the seats. They couldn't find and it. I didn't see it yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next one. I, got no, I didn't know we were doing this, but these are just off the top of my memory. If the turkey was that dry, why not just smother it in gravy? That's a good, that's a really great question. I mean, they're all just eating just plain turkey, which is just dry to begin with. Put some gravy on it. Tastes like lime. Do <laughs> uh, you have any more questions? I do. What is the best part of the movie? What's the worst part of the movie? Uh, probably the best part of the movie is when Clark is uh, looking out the window and that, uh, the the Hawaiian Christmas song comes on. Yes, yes. The Kali Kali Maka song, or however you say yeah. it. Uh, that's probably my favorite part in the whole movie. Okay, what's the worst part? Or do you want me to handle the worst part? Oh, I think I think when uh, uh, they do the blessing at the Christmas table, it's kind of cringy. It makes it, it it's funny, but I, I have a hard time watching it. I think, well, the worst part of the movie to me is when he puts the cereal varnish stuff on his thing and he goes and slides down the mountain. They're, they're total. Have you ever seen Airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Where they make fun of how Hollywood will just run film behind like a car or something and yeah. it's ridiculous. You could tell he's not actually moving at all when he's going down the mountain. They're just no. running film to the side. It's, that, and I there's there's a couple scene. parts in that where you can see like a string pulling down the sled, yeah. You know, just, <laughs> just to, to keep it like a, it's yeah, it's not well done. Yeah, that's the worst. The best part, and I think I've told you this before, but hands down, hands down, is when he's trying to explain to his boss Brian Doyle Murray why this happened, and he said, "My cousin, whose heart is bigger than his brain." Thank you, Clark. I appreciate that, Clark. He was a big, beastly, burly man. Bulging man. Bulging, yes. Gosh, I love that part so much. I know y'all must get sick of us talking about Christmas Vacation. Oh, if you you hate this movie, you've already tuned out 20 minutes ago. Yes, I'm fine. Well, I'm going to watch Warrior this weekend. I didn't get to it. This is a Tom Hardy vehicle. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a Tom Hardy uh, movie on my TV today, actually, Dunkirk. Mm. Uh, Actually, serious comment. If you guys want an underrated movie from like the last six or seven years, it's the kind of movie a lot of people wouldn't go see at the theater because it's kind of a slow moving drama. But I am telling you, it's intense and it's amazingly acted and written is the darkest hour about Winston Churchill. It is so good. Uh, It's a World War II movie. I cannot recommend that movie enough. Uh, That's my uh, movie watching. If you need a holiday movie to watch, uh, how about Bad Santa? 
Oh, I like Bad Santa quite a bit. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Do you like Bad Santa better or Scrooged? If we're going like with uh, haven't some seen of Scrooged. The... You've never seen Scrooged? No, no. With Bill Murray? Uh, no, I never saw it. I, I wasn't interested in it. Um, uh, I Four Christmases has been on a lot, and that one kind of sucks. Yeah, I watched uh, Surviving Christmas today with uh, Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini. It's fine. It's fine, it's it, fine. which means it kind of stinks. I also watched The yeah. Christmas Story today, the original Christmas Story. And that movie is so well done now that I watch it with like a more thoughtful eye. You know, my my really good friend, may he rest in peace, a uh, good buddy of mine, that was his favorite Christmas movie, was A Christmas Story. And he would watch it every Christmas. And he wasn't a real Christmassy guy, but that was his favorite movie since he was a little kid. He moved out to L.A. with his girlfriend and his girlfriend cheated on him with uh, the kid that played Ralphie. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> the, 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 yes. Well, so he could never it? watch Christmas Story again. The the kid that played Ralphie oh. just made a new a Christmas Story, too, that's on yeah. uh, Hulu now. Good for him. That's all I really have to say about him. Good. Can for I just him. tell you, like, r- really yeah. quickly why that movie? Like, yeah it's easy to relate to so many different parts of that movie, but like, there's so many like director things they did that just make sense. For example, do you, have you seen the movie a million times? I'm sure you have. I've seen it a few. It's not one of my favorites. Okay. So Ralphie's, he mailed into this decoder pen and he's been checking the mail box yeah. like every day. Right. Yeah. When it finally comes, he takes it out of the mailbox and then he runs into the house and he forgets to shut the mailbox. All the other mail is just blowing out by it. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. such a kid thing to do. Like, Hey, I got my thing. I'm the, who cares if I shut this mailbox or not? Yeah. Like it, yeah. every seven year old has that same exact, uh, he, they do the same exact thing. It's just like the little things like that in the movie, uh, that are so well done. You know, you were talking about football cards earlier. That was the thing with football cards is you used to be able to mail off for like little special subset or whatever, um, you know, those kind of little, nobody does those kind of things anymore. Although my favorite mail off thing and get, you know, get like a free thing back was when my mom got a dog dish. They called it the indestructible dog dish from mm-hmm. my Springer Spaniel. And it was this inch thick plastic dish. My Springer Spaniel went through that in a few months. And my mom sent that company a chunk of their dish back. And it was like, here's, here's your indestructible dish back. So Did you have to wait sent- six, six to eight <laughs> weeks for shipping and handling? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you, if you order the Elvis comeback edition plate now, we'll send you this free set of Ginsu knives or whatever the heck. Yeah. I know. I I one time sent in for like little tortilla bowls. Like you're supposed to put your tortilla shell on it and like shapes your tortilla. And it was like, buy one and you get the second one free. All you have to do is pay additional shipping and handling. And I remember like saying, hey, I don't want this extra one. You can keep the extra one. Just don't make me do the extra shipping and handling. So they said yeah, no. The, yeah, I mean, when I was <laughs> young, man, the one that was the one that was on all the time was the Civil War chess set, handcrafted oh, yeah. by the Franklin Mint. And you yeah. got one piece every other month. So like three years <laughs> later, you're, you're trying to you play almost a have a full chess. set. Yes. Did you ever get into the uh, uh, commemorative coins and stuff that they would sometimes no. have on those shows? Okay. Neither did I. No, I felt My, bad. You know, when I worked at Fox um, Sports, the 
we went through this period where our vending machines would give us change in Sacagawea coins. Those gold cho- oh, coins yeah. are worth a dollar. Yeah. So if you bought, you know, M and M's for a buck seventy five, you get three Sacagawea coins with your five dollar bill, but and you know, and a quarterback. Well, I, you know, I kept getting these Sacagawea coins, so I had like twenty something of them, and. Uh, the guys from Best Buy moved my fridge in and it was really hard to get the refrigerator in here. So I wanted to tip them 20 bucks for doing it. You know, you didn't give them the coins, did you? And I didn't have any cash and I, they were going to drive off with no tips. So I grabbed all my Sacagawea coins and put them in both arms. And I ran to the guy's door as he was about to drive off in the van. He's like, yeah, what's up? I go, I just wanted to give you guys something to go get lunch or whatever for doing that. And I go, hold out your hands. And I just dumped the Sacagawea coins in his hands. And they just looked at me and there was just silence. And I go, bro, it's 20 bucks at least. I swear. I swear. They probably were hoping that they were those gold coins with the chocolate wrapped in it. Right. Like, you know, those ones that you used to get at Christmas time. Yes. They probably were disappointed that they were actual real coins. Uh, How much football have we actually discussed? None, but this is our best podcast to date. We probably have one listener at this point. I'm then I'm fine. Oh, I don't. That's not true. That's not true at all. Well, okay. So the, to sum up the night, the 49ers look literally like if they're not the best team in the league, they are the biggest matchup problem in the league for anybody. Their game will travel. I'm just a little bit anxious, man, that they're going to stay healthy because so many of their guys have a propensity to get hurt. No. Um, I don't really have a lot of confidence the Seahawks are going to grab that seventh spot, uh, this was a big loss for them. Uh, I don't think the Lions are going to get it either necessarily. It's it. You may be right. The Packers may still be able to do so it. Dumb. It is it is so dumb. Uh, anything else? Oh, don't forget everybody that we've got Saturday football. Yeah. What we've got: uh, Cleveland and Baltimore playing mid afternoon. We have Miami Buffalo at night. What's our early Colts early Vikings? Game? Ugh. Yeah. Oh gosh. We I we should mention that. something about Seattle. Seattle's run defense was just so bad in this game. Um, they're kind of like Cousin Eddie's RV, just kind of coasting on fumes at this point, right? Yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say something else, but I'm gonna I'm gonna doesn't he say something about rubber sheets and their go get the rubber sheets? Yeah. So bad. All right. Uh, I, th- I think we're, I think we're allowed to go now. Did we, did we decide? So did we decide on defensive player of the year? We in group. Yeah. I think it's Bosa. Yeah. Bosa. Yeah. And you, you, you would take Micah too at this point still. No, I would over, take both over, over Max Crosby mm-hmm. or over Miles Garrett. No, I think I'd leave Micah at two Crosby at three Garrett at four sauce at five. Yeah. Sauce at five. It's a pretty good list, man. It's a pretty good list. So it's a good year for I defensive think, players. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think that's us uh, are all for us tonight. As you can tell, we're a little bit loopy. I'm yes. I'm drinking a apple teeny, of course, as always. And Marcus is going to go watch uh, bad Santa. I, I could, I could feel it. I could feel What's it. What's your favorite part of bad Santa? Just the beginning. I just, the whole premise of it is the whole premise of the movie is genius. Mm-hmm. It's, it's genius. Um, I don't know if Billy Bob Thornton, though, is creepier in Bad Santa or as the president of the United States in Love Actually, another Christmas movie. Oh, he's creepier in this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's pretty creepy in uh, Love Actually, but you don't like Love Actually, right? No, it's not my favorite movie. 
That movie's way better than Failure to Launch. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. I told you Failure to Launch is a bad movie. Uh, okay. On that note, we're getting out of here. He's the host of Locked on Cowboys. Go listen to that podcast. Maybe in Landon give you really great uh, movie ideas like 13 going on 30 or whatever it is they watch over there. I don't know. I don't, I'm not part of that podcast. Also, he covers the Raiders for USA Today, and he writes for PFF.com. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher. I am at Harrison NFL. We really appreciate you guys. Enjoy your Saturday of football. Marcus and I will talk to you on Monday night. We'll do the power rankings after Monday night football. Take care, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.